words from the hills, reconfigure your life, change your heart, and prepare you for all that God has destined you to be. Welcome to the Hills Church. Good morning, everyone. Um, it's a pleasure to be here again. It's a pleasure to see everyone online or in interesting times. Um, um, I would just thank God for, for all that he's doing with us, in us, and through us. I hope everyone can hear me. Um, can everyone hear me? Can somebody just let yes. me know so that I'm not we talking can. to myself? Yeah, very well. Yes, we can. Yes, yes I can. You. Well, bless everyone. Thank yeah, you. I'm coming to you. Having a beautiful time. You've had a beautiful week, and um, and you're just in the spirit. Um, so today, um, um, and the title of the message is "I Am." Um, for about two months now, I've been, I've been, I've just been hearing in my spirit that I should read the book of John, and it's taking two months, and I'm not done. Very interestingly, but what has been interesting through it is that from the day or two after I heard that, um, randomly, now calls me and just strikes this conversation on about. So, what do Muslims? You know, it just had this question about Muslims and God and who's Jesus and and. At first, I was like, okay, I was listening. And then after a while, I'm like, uh, I started to check if it was we're in a fight or if he dreamt about me. I'm like, why did Nafa choose me this morning? But what was re- ringing in my head is, you know, he's talking. And we started talking, he started mentioning things in, in the book of John. And I just kept ringing in my head, God God told you to read John. God told you, you know. And it, and it looked like he, well, he called to interrogate me. And as, as a Muslim convert, I... I was in a, you know, I tried to tell him, ah, but I'm Christian now. Now, for what's going on? Anyways, that conversation ended. And, you know, and, and, and I was asked to share, and I heard, I am. And I'm like, okay, God, what's in your heart? What is I am? What is I am? And as I just began to search what I am meant, I found out that in the book of John, again, um, our Lord Jesus introduces himself to us seven times as I am. Um, and the book of John starts, you know, I, I, it seems like I'm digressing, but just please follow me. I'm trying to just flow as the Spirit is leading me, and I'm just going to take it as it comes. You know, and in the beginning, the book of John starts with the beginning, and it says, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, and all things that were made through Him, and without Him nothing was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines and darkness could not comprehend it. This is simply telling us that the that Jesus was in the beginning and Jesus was God. As a Muslim, as a former, as someone that used to be a Muslim, incidentally, I realize it's a concept I've still battled with. I still try to, somewhere in my subconsciousness, I'm still trying to merge Jesus is God. And I'm like, well, so I try to explain it away and keep it somewhere in the balance. But unequivocally, you know, I know that um, Jesus is God. So I will start. Jesus mentions I am seven times in the Bible in the book of John. Um, in John 6.35, it says I am the bread of life. In John 8.12, it says I am the light of the world. In John 10.9, it says I am the door. In John 10.11, it says I am the good shepherd. In John 11.25, it says I am the resurrection and the life. In 14.6, it says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And in 15.5, it says, I am the vine. 
So small wonder that I that I I heard I am, and I was you know I am I am. I'm like God, what are you saying I am? But Jesus, who came who came for us, actually introduced himself as I am. And every time and specifically, he said I am with specific things. And you know, and and I just began to see that as we grasp the understanding of this introduction, it, it's actually the secret of a transformed life. Um, and then I began to say, what are examples of encounters of I am? In the Old Testament, you know, the foreigners that came before Christ, had, they were ordinary men. And the story, I mean, the, the Bible talks about how they came from ordinary men to men that their lives were transformed. The secret was that they encountered I am. Abraham, the father of all nations, he started by kicking against his father's adulterous, I mean, his father was an idolater. He used to build idols. And then God spoke to him and called him and told him to leave his father's house. And so he embarked on the journey. And as he embarked on that journey, God appeared to him in Genesis 17, 1 to 7. God said, so I'll, I'll, it's a lengthy read, but I'll just go through it. And God said, and the Bible says in Genesis 17, 1 to 7, when Abraham was 99 years old, so this man had journeyed his life to 90, until 99 years. And the word says, the Lord appeared to Abraham, to Abraham, and said to him, I am almighty God. Walk before me and be blameless. And I will make my covenant between me and you. I will multiply you exceedingly. Then Abraham fell to his face and God talked with him saying, as for me, behold, my covenant is with you and you shall be a father of many nations. No longer shall your name be called Abraham, but your name shall be called Abraham. For I have made you a father of many nations. I will make you exceedingly fruitful and I will make nations of you and kings shall come from you. And I will establish my covenant between me and you and your descendants and in your generations for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and your descendants after you. Abraham encountered I am. And not only did he get a covenant, his name was changed to reflect the covenant. You know, an interesting thing is that this was how I got converted. I was a Muslim. Nobody preached to me. I walked into a church service to look for then an ex-girlfriend. And I just heard this, this sermon. And it was, Abraham, get out of your father's house to a land that I will show you. Um, and as I was, I was I, I, and then, then it just, I don't know, obviously it was the Holy Spirit. Um, I drove out of that church that day and I was going, the truck was about to hit me. I must have said this a number of times, but if you haven't heard this before, please pardon me. <laughs> and, and, and there was an inscription in Arabic and I, and, and the, so the truck was about to hit me. I swerved and I continued driving behind it. And I just called my mom and asked mom, what does this mean? I said, it means the truth. And there it was, I became a Christian from a phone call that was confirmed by my Muslim mother. Going on, Moses is another example who encountered I am and his life got transformed. He was the first to actually see the manifestation of God. Abraham, on the other hand, heard God, but Moses kind of saw God. He didn't see God clearly, but he saw a manifestation of God. And this was an encounter. At the time, God's own people, the people he had promised, had lost their identity, and they were slaves in Egypt. And it was time to be delivered. And when that time came, God again introduced himself to Moses as I am. In Exodus 3, 13, 4, it goes, 
Then Moses said to God, Indeed, when I come to the children of Israel to say to them, The God of your fathers who sent me, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they say to me, What is his name? What shall I say to them, my God? <laughs> or this, this, this voice speaking to me. And God said to Moses, I am who I am. The scripture that I hear, I've heard as a child is, I am that I am. I've always wondered what, you know. And he said, thus he shall say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me to you. You know, back in those days, one's name was identity. You know, one's name is what points to someone's mission. Like Abraham, his name had to be chained to Abraham to go for that mission in his life or what God had charged him to. So Moses was here asking God, ah, this lever that you are giving me, where, where should I say it's coming from to, to go and challenge Pharaoh? Um, and God said to him, I am. You know, so as I heard I, I, I am, I was pondering, okay, God, I am, I am. Everybody knows I am. Everybody has said I am. I am that I am. It's, it's like a song in our heads. Um, God, what's in your heart? What, what do you mean by I am? Everybody knows I am. And God said, really? Really? Okay, let's start with you. Um, and then it just started to, I started to reflect and it was, and, and, and I just, I just went into reflection and, you know, the last few weeks have been like a roller coaster. Um, I was overwhelmed and I just didn't know where to place it. And then, um, I was turning 40. I mean, that didn't overwhelm me. A lot of people just ask me, oh yeah, 40, yeah, 40, but it didn't really mean anything. But what I found was that I was in a place where I was searching for a deeper sense of a revelation of God. And, and, and I was also feeling burnt out. I've done so many classes, so many um, sources, online, Bethel A, you know, just so many things, fasting, trying to be in good standing. And, and then I started, you know, then 40 came. When everybody was ringing in my head, I'm like, okay, you know, you have 40, what's happening? So I took a, 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 a you know, I started to take stock of my, my life, you know, in the past 10 years. Financially, business-wise, I have projects pending. And as I just did all of this, it became even more overwhelming. I, I in fact, on about three weeks ago, I started to think that maybe God wasn't even with me. Then to make it worse, another burden just came. And this was for the men at the hills. Um, and I just had a sense of burning that, that, that a lot of people were in pain. A lot of people were dealing with so many things, men particularly, but nobody was talking. And you know how men can be. They're so insular and they will never say what they're going. Even if fire is burning them, they're just moping. It's the women that rally around to pray and all of that. Um, and, you know, I just was asking God. And this even weighed me more. It weighed on me. And I just, as I was searching God, you know, um, I just got done. I just got tired. I was just overwhelmed. And I hear God say, said, I mean, say to me, where is I am in all of this? And then, so that was my account. That was God telling me, yes, you say you know I am, but look at, if you go through, take an account. Where is I am in everything you're saying? Why are you getting overwhelmed? Why are you striving to be in good standing when a price has been paid for you? Then a number of other things just started to come. My sons suffer and remain under pressure and oppression because they haven't met I am. A lot of us, have confessed Christ, and we say we are born again, but we haven't met I am, or we don't have a revelation of, my, of I am. A lot of my sons, when I'm saying sons, I mean sons and daughters, hear about God, they hear about Jesus from experiences of others, not by themselves. Some hear from me, some even have had encounters just like you. I pray, people have gotten pregnant. I mean, things have happened, I don't think, I mean, 
God has used me to do some things. And then a little thing that requires faith just becomes like a mountain. Even when they ask me to come and share, I'm like, oh my God, I tried to run away from it. Um, but Pastor Moses never lets us do, you know, and then, you know, all of that comes. But he says, and after all those encounters, you soon forget and have to always go back. And God says, you go in this daily, dilly dally because you haven't understood I am. Then God was saying, start to say to me that even worse, that in the world today, I've been relegated to a genie in a bottle. You know, like the, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, people have made me their own. The, the, the 20, said the 21st century Sadducees and Pharisees, you know, those in the past were people that knew the law and were stuck in religion. But you're saying that the 21st century versions of the Sadducees and Pharisees are the new millennia, the new age Christians who have made God a genie. They go to God for the things that they want. Some for to have a new life, some for money and blow and hammer. Um, um, it says that the worst ones are even the ones in church. They come to me because they want influence. They left the world. They are no longer clubbing and drinking and doing all the things of the world, but then they've replaced it in the church. They want a new kind of relevance. They're looking for something. They want to heal. They want to prophesy. They want to hear the mind of, they want to know, they want to do miracles. They're chasing after so many things and they're seeking for everything apart from me. The search for, and they get all of this and they still have no peace. They keep striving and striving. Um, examples are people play, praying for four niners and hush puppies in the name of Jesus. You wonder where that is coming from. Then he says, my church lacks power. They have the sick amongst them. They have the lame amongst them. And nobody's able to, to stand up. People, they're not able to pray and just declare my word and heal right there in their presence. It says, my church is in a nation, a nation that is broken. They, my church, they gather every day. They pray. They do all of that. But their streets are dirty. Their streets are filthy. Their friends and family are in corruption. There's no transformation. There's no genuine evidence you know, of my sons or my my church, of a transformation from my people, from my ecclesia. Then it says that even my then there are my sons who long for me, who pray, but their prayers aren't answered. You know, or those that even go and try to slap the demons, like like is it the sons of Skiva and they get slapped? You know, we have new, we have plenty sons of Skiva. I remember even myself one day. There's there's this woman that's been on my street and has been a burden for, for a while. I remember I shared with Pastor Moses and a few people and I prayed and prayed. And I remember the first day I went to pray with this mad woman on the street. Um, I stood like 10 meters away. I stood away because I didn't want to get slapped. And I heard God say, go and hug her. <laughs> I didn't hug her because I, I, I didn't want to get slapped. Um, but there it is. And God was just saying to me that they do, we don't have a revelation of I am. And God is saying, there's, and God started to say, look, there is something about I am that changes life forever. There's something about I am that sets captives free. There's something about I am that gives a covenant that is transformational and generational. It is only when we know I am or we've met I am or we have a revelation of I am that we're able to tap into the covenant just like Abraham whose name was changed and we all leave that covenant. It's only when we experience I am that we are able to be made manifest as God's sons on this earth. And so back to the New Testament and God was, you know, and, and so God's own people who now became scholars, who have now become scholars, you know, 
Um, this is after Abraham, after Moses. Um, and they met with a man who called himself the son of man. And these people who were the custodians of what will be the, the church then, they argued with him. They didn't understand what he meant. They talked about Abraham, their father. They gave all sorts of excuses and lines. They struggled with their own ideologies. And, and this son of man, you know, speaking to them, he responded, before Abraham was, I am. I am is how God is revealing himself to us. I am is what God is calling all of, all of us into. What is I am to you? Have you, have you taken stock of, of, if you take stock of your time and your life, what is I am? This morning, I just feel that God, including myself particularly, is calling us, you know, he's waiting for us. This Jesus is waiting for us to come into a knowledge of I am. He's seeking an intimacy of, and a relationship where he can reveal I am. The I am that was in the beginning. The I am that called the children of Israel out of Egypt. The I am that gave a covenant that caused all of us, you know, to have this life. He came in flesh. He came as Emmanuel. He came as God with us. He manifested in flesh that he may give us direct. Unlike the people in the Old Testament, they had to, they had to figure it out. But God thought, you know what? I will come to my people in flesh so that I can reveal to them I am. And the book of John just explains it all. The book of John encapsulates all the I am's that Jesus spoke and said, what he came to do when he came to us. And then I started to understand why God was telling me particularly this Muslim convert who's been converted for almost 10 years, by the way, to go back to know I am. So in John 6.35, Jesus says, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never go hungry. He who believes in me will never be thirsty. Are you looking for sustenance? Are you feeling like you're, you're, you're lacking the spirit of God? The food of the spirit has come and he says, I am the bread of life. Is, is Jesus the bread of life? Are you encountered I am as the bread of life? In John 8, 12, he says, I am the light of the world. Who follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Jesus said this when the people came and he wanted to stone the woman that he said had been sleeping with another man. And he was saying to, to, and he started to respond that we don't need, he said he without sin cast the first stone and everybody walked away. So those people were grappling with sin, but they were trying to crucify someone. And God is saying just, he is the light of the world. And when we take this light, darkness will be condemned out of our lives. Darkness will be eradicated and we will no longer have to feel the condemnation of sin. Jesus in 10, 9 says, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and he will go out to find pasture. Jesus is calling us. He's saying that I am the door. He says that he's the only way to salvation, particularly for me, particularly for Muslims around the world. People that have other religions, he says, I am the only to eternal life. He says that all who have come before me are robbers and thieves, that he is the door to salvation, to the God. So, you know Jesus at the door. Have you taken Jesus as your door? 
John 10, 11 says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd laid down his life for his sheep. Jesus was saying that he had come to lay his life, just like the shepherd would do anything. You know, like David was a kid um, who was guarding sheep and he went and fought lion, fought a bear. David was a typification of Christ. He knew I am, yet encountered I am. And Jesus is saying to us that I am, I am the good shepherd. Even David encountered I am before I am king. And therefore, he wrote the Psalms in Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I am the good shepherd. Have you encountered God as your shepherd? Have you come to the feet of the master as your shepherd? Jesus 11.25 says, John 11.25 says, I am the resurrection and the life. Jesus came to Mary. They were worried. The brother had been dead. And Jesus rose. He called on Lazarus. And Lazarus came to life. Jesus, have you encountered I am? Have you encountered the resurrection and the life? Jesus is saying that if you know I am, all things dead will be restored. Our spiritual lives, all that we've lost, all the things we seem to think we've lost, the answer is in the resurrection and the life. If you come to Jesus, if you understand Jesus as I am, all that is dead will be brought to life. John 14, 6 says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus is making it clear again. You cannot access God except through him. Not through a pastor, not through a prophet, not through anybody, but through him. If you're seeking clarity, if you're seeking to understand, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Turn to Jesus. It means that all we need to do is to come to him and he will reveal to us. He will set us free. John 15, 5, I am the vine and you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. I am the vine. Jesus says, come and abide with me because without me, you can do nothing. I am the vine. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the good shepherd. I am the door. I am the light of the world. I am the bread of life. Who is I am to you? Have you met I am? Do you know who I am is? Do you know how to, to, to get this revelation of I am? And, 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 and God just begins to say, to get this revelation of I am. Incidentally, I have seven points here, just like the seven statements God made to the, it, God, Jesus made to, to introduce himself to us as I am. You have to become his friend. When God calls you his friend, it is an evidence that he has come down. He has come to fellowship. It is an evidence of his manifest presence. To become God's friend, you need to spend time at the altar. You need to create your tent of meeting. In the past two weeks, I've heard tent of meeting. There's a scripture, you know, it's a scripture in Exodus 33, 9. And, and, and that scripture describes how a pillar of cloud will come down. And the Lord will speak to Moses face to face as a friend in the tent of meeting. He says that God visited Moses like a friend and he engaged. And that tent of meeting has just stayed in my mind and in my mind. And two weeks ago, what I did was this. There's this little space in our house by our room. It's a balcony. And I just heard God say, that is your tent of meeting. Where is your tent of meeting? And I actually went and, you know, and I made it into a room and I've just... I've, I've just made it my tent of meeting where I can encounter 
I am, where I can become God's friend, where I can sit and tarry with my maker to become a friend, to experience I am. Um, I mean, the time has come where we'll no longer go to Jerusalem or to the mountain to, to, to worship, but God requires an altar. He requires you to come into a place, to dedicate a place in your heart. Your altar can be anywhere, but it has to be a place where you can see and become God's friend. Number two, drop all your worries and your pain and your insecurities and your struggle at the feet. So when you come into this altar, when you set up this altar, then you drop everything. You have to come in faith. God already, and God said, for he that comes must believe, I am paraphrasing here, that I am, and I am a rewarder for those who diligently seek me. I am the bread of light and light of the world. So, you have so when you come, when you drop, you have to have the faith to drop everything at the feet of the master. You have to believe that I am, that he is, and then you will be rewarded. Number three, tarry in his presence until you receive the Holy Spirit. So after you've dropped everything at the feet of the master, in faith, you've come to him, knowing that he is a rewarder, then you stay. Because God had said, when Jesus came, when I am came, he died and rose again. I said he's seated at the right hand of God, interceding for us, and that he will leave the spirit of truth, who will teach us all things. So at that altar, you have to encounter I am as the spirit, the Holy Spirit. It says, Acts 1, it says, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Judea, Jerusalem, Judea, and the ends of the earth. If you tarry, then the Holy Spirit will come. It will teach you all things. And then after that, number four, you surrender and be obedient to the Holy Spirit. Who is the spirit of truth? Who will teach you all things? You will be obedient, just like I, I heard the nudging to say, leave your father's house. Just like Abraham heard the nudging. You know, just, just that, that obedience, that obedience allows you to break forth. When you encounter, when you surrender to the Holy Spirit, then you have I am. I am begins to teach you all things. Then number five, love, love. Love others more, more than yourself. Consciously love. Jesus said that the chief of all gifts is love. Prophecies will fade. Tongues will fade. Everything, all the gifts will fade. But the only thing that will stand is love. And what this love does is it gets us into a place where we begin to love people more than ourselves. When that starts to happen, like Chuka said, like, like Nanfa said, then we can start to pray for people, pray for others, pray for the harvest. That chief instruction that God created us for. So if we've not done all of these things, we're never even going to be able to get to that place where we can carry out, done all of this. When you've tired and prayed, go forth and declare the gospel with the power and the authority to disciple nations, to heal the sick. It is when you have encountered I am. It is when you've stayed and tarried with Jesus. It is when you have you have, you have have stayed in that place of relationship. It's when you stop running from pillar to post. Then the power will come upon you. The Holy Spirit will push you, will begin to teach you. Then you will see a man and understand what to speak. Again, you we understand that our calling is to go out, is to go to nation. Like Pastor Moses prayed, he said this morning that we receive power and authority. We can only receive it if we meet I am. And the place to meet it is on our feet. You know, it is at that altar. 
and then we can go with authority we can heal the sick we can tell you know tell them that the spirit behind someone's madness to go we can sit down in our home and know that covid or not we are healed we can sit down we, we can declare things we we will have an understanding of the position that the, the purpose of the death of christ the purpose of being in Christ, the purpose of I am. We have a revelation of I am, who I am wants to be to us. Whether it's whether it's to be a musician, whether it is to to to, to whether it is to just go forth and speak His word, I am becomes our life. Then, lastly, which is what comes first, actually, remind yourself daily of the gospel of the good news. Because as Christians, you know, we we can easily, as, as those in the church, we easily drift away and become the Pharisees in the church, we start to preach, you know, a faith and grace that causes us to sing. We start to forget that we're now, we've become transactional with God. We're actually chasing things of the world and bringing God into it and asking God to beg it. Meanwhile, God is saying that that is enmity with him. That is idolatry. God is angry with people that equate, that go after, you know, everything else before him. We remind ourselves that Jesus was in the beginning and out of love, he became flesh and then he died for our sins. And that death was the death we were meant to die, but he paid it all so that through him we will have salvation. So that through him we can understand that we can never be right, that only God is good and only God can be right. So through that we can understand that we can't be in right standing. We don't try to go out, so we stop trying to judge, we stop trying to struggle. We understand that we can rest in the death on the cross. And then he rose again on the third day and he's seated at the right hand of our father interceding for us and that he sent the spirit to teach us all things you know there's an understanding that i personally just came again into an into you know just as i studied all of this there's jesus came and he died and he's at the right hand of the father interceding and if he is i am who has come who knows the mind of the father and he's interceding for us then it means all we need to do is surrender and connect and as we start to surrender and connect we understand the mind of what we begin to hear because he's already interceding for us and then we can go and declare the gospel to the nations we can go and be the disciples when god appears to us he comes as i am i am is god's way of showing his identity to his people what is god telling you this morning who's god to you who is what is your revelation of i am who is god telling you that he is who is god how has god introduced him to himself matthew mark luke and and john were people that encountered i am and they went ahead to write the gospels they are the four gospels and if you look at those gospels they have different connotations and different angles it's because they encountered Christ and were able to give their own account. Mark, for instance, or Matthew rather, you know, he wrote the gospel and he presented it to the Jews. He presented Jesus as the Messiah, as the one coming, because he was going to the Jews who were expecting the Messiah. And the only way he could have presented Jesus was that Messiah they were waiting for. So because he knew I am, he could he correct Jesus's genealogy from Adam. Then you have Mark, who just plainly, because of his own revelation of I am, he saw Jesus as the servant and just, just presented Jesus as the Romans and quickly went through, you know, just talking about how Jesus, what Jesus did, what Jesus did, his miracles, and as the servant, you know, the one that came as a servant. Then you have Luke, he wrote to the Greeks 
as and he presented Jesus as the Son of Man. He focused on Jesus's genealogy from Adam as the Son of Man. Then you have John, John who was the last, John who presented God as Jesus as God and as the eternal life. John, John who said in the beginning was the Word. John knew I am so much that he could tell that God was in the beginning. And then you know, when he was exiled to the island of Patmos, he also had a revelation of the time to come because he encountered I am. What is God saying to you this morning as I am? What is your encounter with my hand? This morning, I just said that God is calling us to come back to him as his people, to, to stop running from pillar to post, to repent, you know, of, of all the things that we chase but him. He's waiting to reveal himself as I am to each of us this morning. He's waiting to renew covenants. He's waiting to change names. I want to just ask every one of us this morning, can we just spend a few moments in prayer and ask for a fresh revelation of I am, Let's ask that we may receive his manifest presence. Let's ask the Holy Spirit. Let's ask Jesus the Lord, Jesus our Father, to come and teach us again. You know, some of us may already understand it. Some of us may, may already understand it, but, but then, like Abraham, who was called, then he went with Lot. When God said leave, then he, he first of all left with his father. Then he went with Lot before he got it. So let's just pray. You know, and as we surrender, let's to remember the promise he has given us, the promise of the Holy Spirit, who says he will teach us all things. He will lean on him. The Holy Spirit that knows that I am, the Holy Spirit that's sitting at, Jesus who's sitting at the right hand of the Father, that will reveal I am today. Let's just close our eyes for a minute. Let's just begin to ask the Holy Spirit for a fresh revelation I am. And if you are here, if I'm speaking to you and you're struggling with anything, you know, if you're struggling with whatever, whatever is pain, whatever is being broke, Whatever struggle that you have, remember, he says that I am the way, the truth, and the life. Just ask for an encounter, and he becomes your bread, becomes your sufficiency. Ask for an encounter, and he becomes your, your truth and your life. Jesus is right here this morning. He has paid the price. No one is good. Only God is good. There's nothing you can do of yourself. There's nothing you can strategize from today till tomorrow. Scripture says, if God doesn't build, those that build, build in vain. If God is not watching, those that watch, watch in vain. So let's just come back. Let's ask God again. Let's lay all the struggles. Say, Father, just reveal I am to me. Reveal who you are to me. Reveal to me your manifest presence. I lay my struggle at the feet because you are the bread of life. You are the light. You are the, you are the life. I come back to you. And if by any chance, you know, you've lost, you're feeling like you've lost your sense of intimacy, just just right here waiting. Let us ask for a new one of intimacy. If, if, you know, if you understand all I've said today and it is not new to you and you just want a new sense of intimacy, a new sense of I am, because every time God is all living, is omnipotent, is omnipresent, there are things to come that he wants to reveal to us that we may be made manifest as his sons to the nations and we can only get it from this place of intimacy. So let's ask God to reveal I am. I am as the creator. I am as the strategy. I am as the blueprint. I am as the life. I am as the provision. I am, let's ask for a new revelation of God. So Father, we just come to you. We just come to you as we people. We ask that you reveal yourself to us again. We ask that you just come, Father, and begin to minister your oil of 
of gladness in your life begin to appear to every single one of us as I am. Father, show us I am. Show us who you want to be in our lives. Show us that the people of the hills. It is not by chance that you've called us your ecclesia, the ecclesia hills. It is the hill that has been set on, the, the, the hills, the calling of the people that have been set on the hill. Father, reveal to us that you are the light of the world, that we may shine so bright, oh God, that we may all shine so bright and people may see our good works and glorify your name. And lastly, this morning, I just want to ask you, if you're on this call and you haven't given your life to Christ and you've been dancing, you know, you come to church and you go away, here's another chance to receive the gift of salvation because that is the beginning. It's when you understand that Jesus has paid the price. Jesus has died for us. He's done it all. It is when you can, that is when you can come into him and receive I am. So Father, we just ask of God that in the name of Jesus, that, you know, just repeat after me. Repeat after me. I've seen some messages. Let me just make sure that I'm not missing what people have said. You know, um, let's just ask. Just, just repeat after me. Is this, you have a time because Jesus is here. I just says the Holy Spirit has, with the prayers and everything, the Holy Spirit is here. Just say after me, Dear Jesus, I have toiled and struggled and I've taken lives, I've taken, I've done things by myself, but today I give myself to you. I receive you again as my Lord and my Savior. I ask, oh God, that you just come. I believe that you died, that you came and you died for me to take away my sins. You rose again and that you are in the heavenly places of God and that you died to give me eternal life and in of myself I can do nothing but I come to you I lay my life at your feet and I just and I just give it all back to you I receive the gift of salvation I receive Jesus as my Lord and my Savior and I just go forth in your glory thank you Father thank you Holy Ghost thank you Father Father I just pray today oh God Almighty that every single one of us will come back into revelation of I am. That every one of us will be drawn back to you, oh God. That every one of us will come back to a place of intimacy and that you will reveal yourself as I am. Just like you did to David. Just like you did to Moses. Just like you did, oh God. Just like you did, you know, just like you did to Peter. Peter had an understanding. So he came running. Because Peter knew a life, so he walked on water. And just like all of us, the enemy will come battering again and will fall. Father, so every one of us that have an understanding, we just ask for a renewal again, oh God, for a renewal that when we walk on water and we are our faith fails, Father, that you reveal to us again that you are the life, that in you we can do all things. So we charge forward as your people to do your will. We receive the authority of the kingdom of heaven to go, God. We receive I am today. I am the life. I am the truth. I am the vine. Father, we receive your identity, oh God, as your sons and the grace we made manifest as your sons. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Ghost. For in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message from The Hills Church. Our mission is to love people, connect with family, and touch the world. Learn more on our website at www.ecclesiahills.org or email us at hello at ecclesiahills.org.